0: What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew.
1: Welcome.
0: You know, first, uh, I want to start the show with with this. Uh, I know last episode we told everybody that uh, Gia was going to fill them in on the facial regimen and and her beauty regimen of how she does (laughs) her face and clean her face and moisturize her face. But before we do that, Mm -hmm. because there's going to be a lot of dudes probably like, I don't want to hear that shit. (laughs) Because I honestly don't want to hear that shit, but what? I'm intrigued a little bit because you, it's a lot of shit to go through. So It is a lot to talk about. Before we do that, let's do that at the end of the show and let's do some of the emails and all that other stuff first. I like that. Okay.
1: This way, when they're done hearing what they came for, they can tune out.
0: Correct. <laughs> okay.
1: Correct. And anyone that's interested in skincare can stick around.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So dudes are going to be like, I'm out of here in 30 minutes. Um, First, I have a confession
1: confession yes don't get fucked up
0: i have a confession <laughs> i did something that we don't usually do
1: okay what
0: uh there's an unwritten rule in this household mm-hmm. that we abide by when it comes to me and you
1: okay there's uh, a few of them yeah
0: well but, but this one is is a very 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 uh big rule in our house um usually when there's a show that we watch on TV, we watch it together. You see, you're about
1: to get you're about to get bleeped up. And you're about to get bleeped up. I
0: watched don't the tell show. Me. You don't want to tell me. I watched the show without you. <laughs> you don't want to tell me. What did you watch without me? I watched the show without you. Right? What? El Chapo? No, it wasn't El Chapo. Narcos? No, no, no. It wasn't Narcos.
1: What did you watch?
0: It was a show called Shy.
1: You watched it without me?
0: I watched the first episode without you.
1: The Netflix original?
0: Yeah, no, it's a Showtime show.
1: Oh, I thought it was shot. On, I thought it was on Netflix. No,
0: no, no it's on it's on Showtime. Uh-huh. Uh Lena Waithe who is the writer of the show was coming to the Breakfast Club to do an interview.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And also Jason Mitchell who's uh the star of the show. He's the one that played Easy Ian straight out of Compton. Okay, uh-huh. They were coming on the show and I had to watch it so I knew what I was asking. So I watched it.
1: Right. So that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. What do you mean? Okay. Well, before I dissect this, when did you watch it?
0: Um, The morning Lena Waith was coming to the breakfast club.
1: So that doesn't really sound all that possible. What do you mean? Um, You wake up mm-hmm. and you leave the house at about 4.45 in the morning. Uh-huh. And as soon as you get to work, it's showtime. You're on live at six o'clock. No. In between
0: commercials, in between songs, I watch five minutes here, five minutes here, five minutes here. Bottom line is I watched the first episode. I did. So that's my confession to you.
1: So why didn't you watch it the night before and include your homie? Like what's going on?
0: I didn't remember that they were coming on the show to that morning. So that's why I watched it during the show.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: <clears throat> But it's very, very good. Oh yeah. I heard it was the really good. The shy is very, very good. So we can watch the first episode again because I had to watch it in part. So I would love to watch it again, but I just want to tell people out there, the shy is dope. It's not a paid, this is not a paid endorsement. I just seen it and love the show.
1: Um, But is it, are all of the episodes out?
0: No, no, no. It, it, this is Showtime, so it's every so week. So it's
1: live, it's like live television. Oh. Well, yeah,
0: I guess you could say that live. Every week it's it's released one episode. Well, that's a week. what I mean. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, cool. Um, also, uh I didn't even tell gear about this, so you guys are finding out when gear is finding out. Um, you know, a lot of you guys asked when the next live show is going to be. You have a date? Yes.
1: How do you have a date without telling me? How do I find out with everybody else? This doesn't make any sense. Well you're
0: not going anywhere anywhere. You go you going with me anyway. Uh this year. It's going to be at the... You're not, hi- you're not starting out very well. What?
1: Today. What? You're, not, you're not doing too good.
0: Well, it's going to be at the Highline Ballroom. Highline Ballroom in Manhattan. Now, uh, it, the date is February 19th. February 19th.
1: What day of the week is that?
0: That's a Monday. A Monday? Yeah, Monday. Because people have off on that Monday because oh, okay. of... okay. I think it's President's Weekend. Mm-hmm. So you, you have off Presidents on that Monday. Presidents have a whole weekend? <clears throat> well, they have the day, Monday. Oh, I'm that i I thought maybe, maybe it's a three-day do another weekend. president in there. He's stupid. So that so that <laughs> Monday, we're doing a live broadcast right from Highline Ballroom. You can go to uh, Highline, I believe it's HighlineBallroom.com and get your tickets. It's the Casey Crew and Friends. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be just a night out with the Casey Crew. So we're going to do a podcast. There's dinner. There's drinks. We'll have some comedians start off the show. It's just going to be a great night. Yeah, it'll so, be fun. So, fellas, if you're looking for a perfect Valentine's Day gift, I know it's a couple days after Valentine's, but this is perfect. We we're going to have a great time. We're going to have dinner. We're going to be talking podcast stuff and relationship stuff. And we're going to have some comedians. So again, it's HighlineBallroom.com. February 19th. Get your tickets fast. We're only doing one show. Last year, we did two shows. We did one show and it sold out so fast that we immediately did two shows.
1: Yeah, we added another show.
0: Yeah, but this year we only doing one show.
1: Yeah, because I don't want to feel pressured. I don't Uh want to feel the pressure of time. Well, as you guys know, I don't like to feel the pressure of time. I just like to, you know, talk freely. And when we're organically done, we're done. But, you know, when you're on a time limit or when you have another show coming up next, you you have to get out by a certain time. Right. You know, so flashing the red light at you in the back of the room. I don't don't want that.
0: So, like, again, we are doing a show, Highline Ballroom, February 19th. That's a Monday. There's no work that day because of President's Day. Come on out. Make it date night. Right now, get the, if you need a babysitter, get the babysitters lined up. <laughs> February 19th, we're going to have a great time at Highline Ballroom. Uh, dinner, movie, well, not movie, but dinner, podcast, <laughs> and drinks. Got some comedians coming through, some special guests. So again, that's February 19th. Get your tickets now because we'll it will sell out. And I would love to hang out with y'all. Up. That'll be a lot of fun. Okay, good. And also, um, I know this is a lot. We start to show it. I didn't know that you're not supposed to swallow chloroceptic. Did you know that? Since I was a child, if I had a sore throat, <laughs> I've been swallowing chloroseptic. The other day Ma- 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 pause. pause. The other day Madison came in the room. She asked for chloroseptic. She said her throat was bothering her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she said, Dad, you just sprayed it and swallowed. I said, Yeah, what's wrong with that? She said, You're not supposed to. I said, What do you mean? She said, Did you read the directions? I said, No. Mm-hmm. I said, as a child, I spray, swallow, keep moving. Pause. She <laughs> says, No, you're supposed to goggle with it and then spit it out. Are you supposed to goggle with it? Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, gargle, gargle, gargle. with it, gargle, goggle, I whatever. I just said goggle. <laughs> gargle, gargle with it, uh-huh. and it's been, I never knew that. So for all these years, I was swallowing chloroceptic, but I mean, I haven't died yet from chloroceptic, so, but I didn't know that. I, I just had to spray I some know right know now. Supposed supposed to to, to, I didn't know that
1: you were supposed to, I didn't know that you can you stop? You've been walking around with this bottle of chloroceptic in your back little- pocket <clears> for like four days now.
0: My throat's been a little kooky, a little yeah, you've crazy. Been,
1: yeah, you've been, you've been a little under the weather lately. Yeah. I feel badly for you.
0: All right, well, let's get to the show. All right. Now, before Gear gets into her beauty regimen, let's talk about uh, a lot of things that's going on. I want to get to the email of the week first, all right? Now, the first email of the week. Hi, Gear and Envy. My husband and I have been at odds for nine days. New Year's Eve, he got shit-faced drunk while my seven-year-old son had a friend over. He is an alcoholic and I'm over it. I told him that I want to separate, but now is promising me that he will do anything not to lose his family. We argue every night after work because he wants a drink. He picks fights over anything because I know he's going through withdrawal. I was miserable with his drinking, but now he's still driving me crazy. How can I stay strong? Now, the mm-hmm. reason I picked this is because alcohol is serious. We talked about it on on a, a pod, I think maybe two podcasts ago. Now, what do you suggest? Because he's going through something. He's trying to stop drinking. And because he's trying to stop drinking, he's becoming a little bit of a dickhead.
1: Um, well, we've had some friends that have suffered alcoholism. Uh-huh. And what I realized is that when it comes to alcoholics, uh-huh. it's easy for a non-alcoholic to say, just stop drinking. Correct. Because you may not know and you definitely don't understand what it's like to be addicted to something. Correct. I think that we take for granted the freedom of you know, eating what you want, uh-huh. drinking what you want. But when you're addicted to something... I think it's a whole other monster. Correct. And it takes control of you. And when they say that they have to have it or they need it, they have to have it. Right. And they need it. Absolutely. And a lot of the times that comes first. That comes before everything else. It comes before marriage. Sometimes, unfortunately, it comes before kids. Sometimes it comes before their job. A lot of the times people that are addicted to drugs will steal from their family. They'll steal from their job to support their habit. And it's not necessarily because they're bad people, but it's because the drug or the alcohol is taking control of them. Correct. So if this is someone that she loves, I think that the first thing that she has to do is come to terms with that understand that it's not necessarily an indication of how he feels about you or how he feels about his family it's just him succumbing to the nature of the disease right if you love him and clearly you do because that's your husband i would suggest that you and him begin to take steps to remedy the situation as a whole um he needs rehab If he's coming home and he's starting fights and he's aggressive, if he says that he's going to stop and he doesn't, if he says he'll do anything to save his family and then every night you're having an argument with him about having a drink, even if it's a little one, Mm -hmm. you know, he has to stop. He has to stop cold turkey and he clearly doesn't understand that. So... I think that he needs to go to rehab and you have to support him going through rehab. He may start, he may stop, he may check in, he may check out, you know, it may, you, it seems like people that go through rehab, there's the supporters of them have an uphill battle as do they, but you have to be committed because that's not your boyfriend. That's your husband. And you know, when you take those Uh vows You have no choice but to support him, uphold him, uplift him, and be there for him during his toughest times. So I think that that's where you begin. But I believe that a lot of times, if a person feels as though you're going to be there anyway, they take advantage. Like he has to understand that you're there. And you'll support him, but he has to be serious about it and he has to be committed. Absolutely. Because if he takes you for granted during this process, it'll be a lot easier for him to backslide. Correct. You know, but if you're tough and you're strict about what he has to do to keep you there, like it's not just a freebie. Like he doesn't just get free Like you're not supposed to just be there because, you know, you're there for the abuse. No. He has to be serious and he has to be committed. And if he shows you those signs, then I would continue with the support.
0: Absolutely. And um, also, I, I was talking to my dad about just drinking. And my dad was telling me that he was an alcoholic, that he used to drink a lot. And he said it would just take him away from everything that was going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And he said when he got home, my mother said he was a, like a, a mean drunk. A mean drunk. So he was one right. of those, when he got drunk, he was just attitudinal, just nasty, angry. angry, disrespectful. And my dad said he had to stop drinking when he had me because he seen how it was affecting the family. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, alcohol definitely does that. We talked about alcohol a couple of episodes ago. But, you know, in that situation, you know, like, like you said, you have to get him help. He's trying to stop his on his own and it's very difficult because that alcohol really has a holding on you. Mm-hmm. So I would tell you, like Gia said, definitely try to get him some help. You know, Try to get into rehab and try to go to classes with him so you can kind of understand what he's going through because it might be difficult for him to talk to you.
1: Mm-hmm. But now what do you suggest <clears> that she do if he's resistant? Because right now we're just taking for granted that he's just going to go on off to rehab. What if he's resistant? What if he perpetually says well you know I'm going to kick this thing myself you know it's just going to take time or bear with me and he refuses to go to rehab then what I mean then she I don't think people typically go happily no no
0: no not at all a lot of times they're forced into it but she she has to you know be stern and and really tell her that you might lose your family because of this you know
1: you mean for her to tell him that
0: for her to tell him that that he might lose his family over this alcohol over this this drug, this addicting drug, and he has to take it serious,
1: but play it out. Let's say he refuses to go then like she had, that let's say that this is the email okay, email number two. I took your advice. He refuses to go to to rehab. What do I do now?
0: Well, then it has to get to a point where she has to she has to say, okay, well, if it's affecting their relationship where she's not happy and the household is not happy, then she has to do his best for her and her kids, which is. It might be, all right, well, then we need a separation Mm -hmm. until we figure this out, you know, and hopefully he would be like, I don't want a separation. I don't want my I want my family together. So I'm going to do whatever is possible. It is to make sure that we stay together.
1: But what I realize with people in relationship is that threats rarely work. Right. When you show your significant other that you're about business and there are just certain things that you're not going to tolerate And they believe you if you're convincing and if it's really coming from an honest place within you and you're not faking, they can sense it. Absolutely. And if they want you, if they want their current situation, then they'll get with the program. Absolutely. And if they don't, then it's very telling, isn't it? It tells you that you're not the priority in their life.
0: Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that leads me to what I want to talk about next. Okay. And I know we're going to do a couple of emails, but we'll do the emails next week because what I want to do is, is something that was real that we spoke about the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, now, shout to 50 Cent. The other night we went to the screening of his new movie, Den of Thieves.
1: Uh-huh. Yes.
0: And the movie is definitely dope. And yeah. I encourage you guys to go see it. I know a lot of times when rappers are in a movie, it's, always, it's sometimes corny, <laughs> whack, <laughs> shot horrible. Uh-huh. But this movie is very, very, very dope. Um, yeah, this movie was very has good. has Gerard Butler in it. That's the guy from 300. Um, Pablo Schreiner. Um, O'Shea Jackson Jr., which is Ice Cube's son. And Curtis Jackson 50 Cent, which is very, very dope. So definitely, get if you get a chance, go see it. It's action-packed. It's, you know, it's it, it takes you on turns in a movie. It makes you think. It's definitely a dope movie. But on the way back, we were talking about our relationship early oh, on.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, um... I just want to tell people that if you're in a relationship and a relationship is early on or you just get married, you have to nip things in the bud.
1: You know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's that, our conversation <laughs> yesterday in the car is kind of what stimulated my response to the previous email about, right. you know, don't don't talk about it. Be about it. Right. You know, go ahead.
0: And um and the reason I'm sounding a little crazy because I have a little cold. I get like a little cold like every two, three months, I get like a cold for like three days strong. And it yeah. seems like it's always when I'm taping a podcast. <laughs> <Go ahead. clears throat> so, um, and we were talking about nipping things in the bud. So, if there's a problem in your relationship that you don't like, you have to nip it in the bud early because I'm explaining to you what happened in our relationship. So, um, in our relationship, uh, let's say Gia and I got into an argument in the mall and I walked away from her in the mall. When we were young, gear would chase me in the mall trying to work out our problem. And for me, it became, oh, word, she's gonna chase mm-hmm. me when I leave her in the mall? All right, well, now I'm gonna leave her on the highway and walk and let her chase me again. Oh, word, she's gonna chase me then? All right, now I'm gonna punch a hole in the wall. hmm And my actions got worse yep. and worse and worse because you didn't nip it in the bud at first. Right. And, if you would have nipped it in the bud the first time I walked away from you in the mall, I wouldn't have done it again because I know I wouldn't have got a reaction.
1: Right. It's not necessarily that I didn't nip it in the bud.
0: Oh, uh, hold on, babe. pass me some of that water. My throat is
1: dry. Okay. Here. Go ahead. It wasn't necessarily that I didn't nip it in the bud. In my book, I was nipping it in the bud, but you were so, and this word sounds heavy. And I don't necessarily mean it in the heavy way, but it actually is the right word for the situation. You were manipulative. And I think that early on in the relationship, you manipulated me because Uh you knew that, you know, we were young and we were in love and we pretty much lived for each other. Correct. You know, I didn't do anything that didn't include you and you didn't do anything that didn't include me. And I think that because you knew that you used that against me. So when you would walk away, it would be because we would be out and we talked about this in one of the early, early podcasts from Uh last year um, where we talk about it in depth. I don't remember what it was called, but I don't want to go through the whole story because it'll eat up a lot of time and be, you know, repetitive, but. Early in the relationship you if I did something and we were out in public and I hurt your feelings so let's say I said something to you that you didn't like or I made a comment that you didn't like or it could be something as simple as us driving down the street and there could be a guy standing on the sidewalk if you thought that I noticed him and turned my head you would pull over and start walking right. get out the car I can't take this you know I love you and this is how you treat me you know it was it was like, a big theatrical thing correct? and I would get out and I would feel as though I offended you. Right. You know, and I'd be like, no, I didn't look at him. (laughs) I was looking at the stop sign or, you know, whatever it was. And I would try to remedy your feelings. Right. I would try to take care of you. I would try to fix it. You know, if I hurt you, I wanted to fix it. And that was kind of always your ploy. You know, you always did something and made me feel like I did something wrong. So even if I didn't think that I did something wrong, my perception was, well, if he feels as though I did something wrong, let me make that right. Let me explain to him that I didn't. So I would chase you. I would walk. I would, you know, do whatever. And it it wasn't just the walking. It was all types of different scenarios where you would use how I felt for you. Against me, right, in a sense, and because you knew that I was solid and that, as you I've heard you put it before, I wasn't going anywhere, uh-huh. you felt comfortable. and because you felt so comfortable, it was like, oh, I can do whatever. And she's going to be here. All I have to do is, and you always had that lockbox of, you know, things like these are the things that I have to do. If I mess up, these are the things that I have to do. If I talk right. to her crazy, these are the things that I have to do. If I insult her, these are the things that I have to do. And those things in that lockbox was always making me feel bad for you. Uh huh. Right? Yep.
0: Absolutely. But because of that, it, it, I'm not going to say it made me because it was wrong. It allowed me to do things past just that. Mm -hmm. For instance, perfect example is if we were on the phone and we got into an argument and I hung up on you, you would call me right back,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which made me feel like, oh word, she's, she will do, not what she will do anything, but, I have her on that string, so yep. now you felt powerful. Now instead of yeah, exa- exactly, you felt powerful. So now instead of hanging up on you on you once, I'd hang up on you twice, and you call back, right? And that was—it's almost like a child, and and I think in a relationship, yep. I think you know with a child, if you encourage bad behavior, yeah, or you let
1: it slide, right,
0: they'll continue to do it. And this is on both this is on both sides. I mean, it, fellas, if if your girl does something disrespectful and wrong, and if you cater to it and don't nip it in the bud early. You know, don't say, I don't like this early and be strong with it. She'll continue to do it and ladies the yeah. same way and I was that person. Mm-hmm. I was the one that when Gia gave me an inch, I'm going to take a foot yeah. You know, and then when she gave me a foot, I'm going to take six feet You mm-hmm. know what I mean? and that's what it was and the reason I'm saying that now is because a lot of people in relationships and it's not that I'm going to say people do it on purpose because maybe people do, do do it on purpose but for me, it was just like it was natural. It's kind of like
1: it's human nature. Yeah, it's human nature. It like, really is human nature.
0: Like, you know, if if your mom says, take an a, a M&M, you take two. And then if you don't get in trouble, you take four. Right. Then the next time you don't get in trouble, you take eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was what our relationship was doing. Like, you know, I knew that if you offended me or you did something I didn't like, and instead of me facing it and we have a conversation about it, I would act like a little bitch or I act like a little girl. And... You would chase behind me. And that chase behind me gave me, it felt like I, I had that power.
1: Like you had me on a
0: string. And like I had you on a string. Yeah. And then I would just keep pulling to seeing how long I could pull that string, how long I could make that string. So, you know, I, I was going, we were going back to our relationship the other night in the car and I was like, wow. I remember one time, you know, and we would get, we would get, and, and who even knew what the arguments were about? It wasn't even nothing real.
1: Oh yeah. None of the arguments were ever over anything. Important. And you have to take in consideration at this time we were 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Right. 21. Yeah. Early on in our relationship. 22, but I always felt like. If so it was we, like a growing pain. If
0: you would have nipped it in the bud early.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wouldn't have did a lot of the stupid shit that I did. But I mean, I, I mean, I'm grateful because we're able to talk about it now and hopefully people are going through in their relationship and be like, really? I'm, I see what exactly what it's talking about.
1: Have you identified if it's going on in your relationship, especially for some of our younger listeners. But it's not as though I thought that I was doing the most. Right. You know, you would do something like that, like when you did punch a hole in the wall. Now,
0: now let me let me explain the story again. I got into an argument at her mother's house. I had the balls, and I knew what I was doing. It wasn't like I was so mad that I lost control and punched so a hole in a the minute. wall. So wait a minute.
1: So you really did know what you were doing? Absolutely. It wasn't impulsive. It wasn't heat of the moment. You were so overcome with something anger or frustration. No, some things
0: are impulsive,
1: but and some things out of are are out of anger, but.
0: I can get, get mad at you because I knew where it would go. Mm-hmm. Let's say. You, know, you the, can predict the outcome. Right. Let's say I got mad at you and I and I walked out. Mm-hmm. You chased me. I knew that I had the power. Right. So now it's just a f- fact for me to see how far I can take it. Mm-hmm. So I punched a hole in your mother's wall.
1: Yeah. In her bedroom. In
0: her bedroom. hmm Right?
1: Yeah.
0: And you didn't leave me. Mm-hmm. It was I tried a, to it was a conversation and you got
1: mad but no I tried to break up with you right like during that time during those you know first I don't know five years six years of our relationship I might have told you it was over 30 times correct like I literally tried to break up with you so many times but And I would pack my things out of your apartment and I would leave, but you always tugged on my heartstrings. You always did something special or you made me feel badly for you, or you always did something to pull me back. Correct. You know, and I mean, I could think of a thousand different things that you did, but I really thought that I was being solid right. about it. I thought that I was being stern. And a lot of times when I, when I tried to break up with you, I meant it. Like they weren't threats. Right. They weren't, okay, well let me threaten to break up with him and let me see if he gets right. I really, there were times I really wanted it to be over because it was too much and right. you were so extra. yeah. You know? Um, and I was continuing
0: to be extra because I knew every time I was extra, you were catered to me. I would punch a hole in your mother's wall and then I would sit there and act like I broke my arm or broke my fist and you would run over with some ice and be like, oh, are you okay? And I knew I
1: had you. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, a person wouldn't necessarily think, especially not a young person that's inexperienced in like the first real relationship of their lives. Like, I wouldn't think that you would, in a calculated way, put your fist through my mother's wall Without it being an impulse act. Right. You know, I thought that you were just so overcome. And then when you did it, I'm like, oh, this dumbass, you know, now his fist, is his um wrist might be broken. And yeah, of course, I'm gonna get you some ice, you know, and you apologize. And I don't know. It didn't make sense to me that you would go through all of these changes just to have to turn around and do all of the work that you'd have to do to fix it. No, that you, didn't make any sense well, to me. Well, so for it. me, what you were doing in the first place, all of these bad acts, I thought was just coming to you naturally. Nah, but even, you, Do you know what I mean? Because I'm yeah, like, I you're not going to just jump out the window and do these things because now you got to turn around and do the work to fix it. No, and I wasn't easy. Like you had to do a lot. But
0: I did it. I mean, uh, think about it. Up until five years ago, I would throw shit around the house. No, you weren't throwing shit around the house five years Probably, ago. What, seven years ago?
1: No. We were in this house. We would have been in this house, what, 11 years? We've been in this house 11 years. When's the last time you threw something? I don't know, but- I don't, know. hold on. But, I don't remember you throwing anything but remember, I used in to to the throw last shit, 11 years. I used not to throw shit around house. the house. Definitely not in this house. I used to throw stuff around the house. And Maybe then, in our last house, you might have I, thrown a couple of things.
0: But then I would, have to want, I would have to replace it because I would break
1: shit. Oh my gosh, you would break things and then have to turn around- and spend money to replace them or fix them. But So for me, I, I'm not thinking that you would do that purposefully.
0: But remember when I did it, the first thing that you would do is be like, oh, he's angry. And then mm-hmm. you would, if you were upset, it would bring
1: you back in. That's, you know, that's the perfect point. And, and, and it works. You know what? Okay. Every let me, time. Let me explain that because that's exactly what it was. Um, I think the reason why you did a lot of the outlandish things that you did was because we might be arguing about, let's just say the way you spoke to me in a certain situation. Okay. And I'm waving the flag of, you're not going to disrespect me, et cetera. And. I might be turning into like a little monster. I might be getting riled up and upset uh-huh. and the argument is going and it's going to a place where you don't want it to go. You don't want it to end in I'm packing my stuff or it's over or Correct. anything like that. So what you would do would be something crazy like breaking a coffee table, right. breaking a lamp, a lamp a or a picture frame. Correct. You broke all of these things. Right. <laughs> No, You never broke a dresser, but you've done all those things. So you would do all of that. So now it takes the heat off of what you did. And now we're dealing with a different problem. Correct. You would redirect the focus to something else. And usually it would be you redirecting it to something that would make me feel badly for you. So the perfect example is when you did put the hole through My mother's wall. Now, all of a sudden, the problem is that you're injured. Right. You know, so now we're damn near forgetting about what it was that started the argument. Now we got to worry about whether we have to take you to the hospital. Correct. The fact that we have to ice it. We got to wrap it. We got to bandage it and whatnot. And then in the process of me caring for you, then it would turn into, babe, I'm sorry. I know what I did was wrong. I'll never treat you like that again. So then it kind of gave you a segue into an apology without having to do the real work right. for it. And that was the friggin' pattern over and over and over again for a very long time. right? And I identified it, but I also knew that, especially at that time you were, A sensitive person. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you still are. Like you get your feelings hurt easily, right? You know. But I don't throw
0: shit. I don't throw shit no more.
1: Well, that's what I was saying. You don't. You haven't thrown anything. Like I can't remember the last time you threw something.
0: But that was my way of getting you back in, and it always worked. And the reason that made me even think about it was a freaking ploy. Yeah, I mean it worked, but I I didn't think about it though.
1: It's kind of like the perfect thing. Like hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. Like I look back at it right now, and it's so crystal clear. Right. But when you're in it. You don't see it as clearly. Right. You know? And,
0: and the reason that made me think about it, I was like, we have, you know, of course, a 16-year-old that's going to, you know, be dating and and seeing men. And I was like- I Men. Th- well, guys, whoever she's dating. You men. know what I mean? Boys, whatever. teach. They're
1: definitely going to be boys. Okay,
0: boys. Men. Uh, you know what I meant. um, But I was like, I just want to make sure she understands and knows these things so if somebody does get a little aggressive or a little she knows nah this is not going to happen in 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 this situation so Mm -hmm. it's nipped in the bud early so nobody ever knows that and same thing with with our son you know with 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 girls you know Mm -hmm. the same thing no you're not going to act crazy no you're not going to sit here and key my car and i think it's all good or you're not going to cut my clothes or do anything (laughs) small slap me no that's not going to happen okay so slapping someone's not small i mean but you know most men out there have been slapped before And I I guarantee the men that have been slapped stayed with the girl. You think so? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But to say that, you know, in a relationship, especially early on, you have to nip things in the bud early so those patterns don't get worse and worse and worse and worse and get out of control.
1: But that's a good thing for our kids, especially because we've been through...
0: Hell and back.
1: Yes. We've been through so much together in our relationship and we've come Let's through, a spelling. yeah and we've come through it and we're at a point where we can go back and be accountable for the things that we've done um take responsibility for it dissect it and you know be able to like regurgitate it you Correct. know like we can talk about it like there's clarity now so we're you know, at a point that we can really talk to our kids about it. So, for instance, what I'm assuming is that we'll get emails and comments and DMs of people saying, okay, so what about the elephant in the room? What did your mom do? Or what did your mom say if she wasn't there when she came home to a hole in the wall? Right. You know, didn't she identify that you're with someone that's a little bit off their rocker Correct. or, you know, not wrapped too tight? Your mom loved me so but my mom loved him. So, you know, it's funny when you're in a relationship with somebody.
0: um, Oh, by the way, let me throw this out there because people always say this. It had nothing to do with, me being DJ MV because at the time there was no DJ MV. I was broken in a, a beeper with no wires. I oh, didn't yeah, Nobody no. gave a f about no money. I mean, money. you were
1: still DJ MV, but I didn't have were,
0: I didn't have shit.
1: You were a budding DJ MV.
0: Yeah, I didn't have shit. But like this, that was before we even bought our, our first home. And our first home, we had to borrow money money from your mother to get it Yeah, like first this home. is
1: college. People always or... say, Gear stay because
0: you know Gear Gear stays with with, Envy, with with all the stupid shit that he did because money." No, I didn't have no money. I was dead broke. <laughs> Dad broke. I didn't have shit.
1: <laughs> no, but, this is young love. Yeah. That, that's but what you, that was. But
0: your mom loved me, and I, I'm so appreciative to that, you know?
1: Yes. I forgot what I was going to say.
0: No, we were talking about- um, No, I was going to make a point, but oh, then- I cut you off?
1: Yeah, but it's okay. Oh. Um. But anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. But my mom, she- she really adored you. Right. So, oh, now I know what I was going to say. A lot of times when you're in a relationship with somebody and they treat you badly or it it can be an isolated incident where they do something bad to you. When it comes to your loved ones, a lot of times we tend to downplay what was done because it's bad enough that we know what happened and we're judging the person that we're with. We don't want our mothers, aunts, or closest friends judging them. Because once you tell them how bad it really is, or what really happened, or if you're completely transparent about that, about it, then they form an opinion. And a lot of the time, you know, they're not in love with that person. You know, they're not sleeping with that person. They're not seeing all of the good of that person. My mom always used to say, you know, a person can be amazing to you for a lifetime and then do one bad thing and that's the thing that you remember. Or when that person comes to, to to mind, that's the thing that you'll mention, the one bad thing that they did. So it's kind of the same way when you tell friends and family about something bad that the person that you're with has done. That's the thing that they remember. That's the thing that they cling on to. So, you know, I probably... Tried to make light of it. You know, I might have said something like, oh, well, he was frustrated or, you know, we got into an argument and I said, blah, blah, blah. And that's how he reacted. I'm sure that I downplayed it uh-huh. in some way to take some of the heat off of you because I didn't want her to judge you. Correct. I didn't want her to have a bad opinion of you. And I know that's just that's something that typically happens. Um as, uh, males and females in relationships you know we want the person that we're with to be judged favorably by our other loved ones right you know so you know you came in you apologized to my mother you explained what happened from your point of view um you said it would and nothing like that would never happen again i told her that it was no indication of you being violent because you know you were never violent like you've never struck me right. or anything but this is something we can talk about a little bit too, because it's important. It's definitely part of the subject. You've never struck me, you never slapped me or punched me or hit me or anything. I but... should have excuse you. I should have I'm confused.
0: I should have punched you.
1: All right. Get your joke off. Like what are you trying to say? No,
0: I'm I'm being serious. There's there's one time in our relationship where I should have punched you in your fucking face. <laughs> talk about that oh you know what time I'm talking about that. I
1: definitely know why do you always bring that up you were really scarred by that weren't yeah you? I was
0: scarred by that one time yeah <laughs> and I were fake wrestling and she put me in a, in, a, in, a, in a headlock and I almost died like I could remember like I could see myself Yo, not breathing this my eyes much. were popping out my head my lips were turning purple I was drooling and I almost died <laughs> And I should have punched you in the face. Like that was—that's the only time. No, you—you you, and because of that, I won't. I won't wrestle. I won't play with you. And I don't want to play fight with you. Even if you would have like let's play fight. No. No, no. We used to
1: play fight all the time. And then you almost killed me,
0: and because you almost killed me, I, I don't want to play with you I, no more. I was,
1: it, for me, at that point, it was still jokes. I didn't, no jokes. I didn't realize. Not, you see me laughing right now. I'm serious. I didn't realize it was that far gone. I don't believe in hitting, hitting women. And I couldn't see your face. I was behind you. It I was, was I was almost hole. dead.
0: All right, there was blood coming <laughs> out my ears. I was almost dead. <laughs> you gotta tell our kids. Yeah, you know, I killed your father. But okay, sorry, hold on. Let me. I think this. Hello. Who? Are you, no, no. This is hello. What are you doing? Are you, what you say I'm you? sorry.
1: Yo, are you kidding me?
0: Oh, hey, uh, Jordan, can I can I call you back?
1: Is this a joke? You're oh, sincerely about to. Get we have an appointment
0: tomorrow, 4 p.m. At Elements at the massage joint. If you don't get the hell off the phone right, right thank now, you,
1: bro. who does that? Like, what is wrong with you? I
0: thought that might have been the kid's school because it was a nine seven three number. I just wanted to be sure. I wasn't sure. Sorry. This is live. We're live at the house and today is no nanny day. So it's not like the nanny can go get the kids. Like this is me and you.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, see, I forgot what I was saying again. Like you can't do this.
0: I was talking about, you You said, uh, I was talking about I've never struck you. That's what you were saying.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So, but you absolutely, positively have shaken me before. Yes. Uh you've definitely put me up against the wall before. Yes. This was all in college or maybe even like one year out of college. Right. Um you've definitely been in some degree physical. Yeah. Sucker shit with me. A lot of sucker shit. Um and for me and this is, you know, like I, if if you're if you're a young listener and even if you know you're an older listener that could possibly be experiencing something like this i'm gonna take you through what it meant to me in my mind when things like that took place and i could probably count on one hand i would say it might have happened uh maybe four or five times Uh early on and for me The way that I interpreted it, which is absolutely wrong, and I'm sure that you'll give your point of view from the male perspective and, you know, what put you in a space where you did that. For me, I looked at it like he loves me so much that whatever is going on right now is driving him to this point. Okay. Like me, like. I'm the one, I'm the entity in his life that can get him so infuriated that he gets to this point. So in a way, it made me feel as though you loved me that much more.
0: Right. You know, and, and I am the king of teasing.
1: What do you right? mean Teasing.
0: I don't want to talk about that this this week. I want to talk about that next week. And the reason why is we have a lot of emails because I want to go through the emails as well. And that's a long topic, and I think that's a full show.
1: You think that's a full show?
0: Absolutely, because I think in both, I think in relationships, I think there's times when women get physical with men, and I think men get physical with women, and both sides a lot of times think it's something that it's not, and a lot of times people feel like. You know, my man loves me so much that he shook the shit out of me. You know, and or my girl, I got my girl loves me so much that she slapped me or or she put her hands on me. And I wanna, I wanna do a full show on that.
1: Or if she didn't love me that much, she wouldn't be so enraged exactly. to key my car. Exactly. You and know, and I, wanna... I got her to that point. Well, let me ask you this: Do you want to do that now? No, no. Let's do
0: that next week. Let's do that next week because that's a full show, and we have stories upon stories upon stories about that.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, if that's okay with you.
1: I'm thinking, what stories upon stories upon stories? I mean, we have stories. Like of, personal story, yeah, like yeah, our yeah, stories? Yeah, personal
0: stories and then a lot of emails. So I want to do a full show about that next week if you don't mind.
1: Okay, no, I don't mind. That's fine.
0: All right. But now what I want to get to that I'm sure a lot of people are into because a lot of women and fellas hit me and say, hey, what is... The, the the beauty regimen
1: or just a skincare skin
0: care regimen that yeah. your wife uses or that you use <laughs> you know you guys uh, briefly talked about it a little bit you know what does she do how does she wash her face how does she put moisturizer on what does she do and I know a lot of guys are like I don't want to hear that shit but that's why we decided to do it at the end of this week's podcast <laughs> so babe Tell them exactly what you do, because people are so interested in it.
1: Well, I'll first start by saying that I don't get facials on a regular basis. People ask me that all the time, but I'm not really into facials, even though I'm sure that they can be extremely beneficial, because I have a weird thing. like I don't like people touching my face. Mm -hmm. I just... I've always had a thing when I think about people touching my face I think about little germy bacteria filled fingers on my face and I feel as though I'm gonna break out well, wherever they touched you, me
0: I've gotten you a couple of facials before
1: what I, I've given you a couple of facials you just you just can't resist right sorry go ahead. You, just, you just can't resist sorry go ahead. Just, you feel like an opportunity presents itself and you just have to seize the moment right We're honest here but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, okay. Um but I know a lot of females who get facials on a regular basis and their skin looks great. But a lot of the products that I use are professional grade somewhat. Um, I don't know if they're completely professional grade, but I feel as though they give professional results. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of the serums and the treatments and things that I use, I try to do my research and find specific products that have high percentages of ingredients that I know will be specifically beneficial to the skincare issues that I'm trying to address. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny. When you ask somebody what it is about their skin that they'd like to improve. You find that a lot of people are struggling, even adults uh-huh. that are still struggling with acne, um, whiteheads, blackheads, um, uneven skin texture, dullness, um, lack of brightness, uh-huh. um, and all types of issues. And I feel as though my skincare regimen mm-hmm. kind of addresses everything
0: but before you get to your yeah how you wash your face and everything i think it's very interesting why you don't sleep on a pillow so explain to the people why (laughs) the the reason you sleep and how you sleep like that because that's kind of weird to me
1: well when it comes to wellness and care of my body my mom taught me a lot of things and some of you Your mothers might have taught you to always sleep on a silk pillow because that's better for your hair and Uh better for your skin. It's less abrasive. It's smooth. It doesn't pull or tug at your skin. My mother taught me that when I sleep, not to let my face touch anything. Okay. So I took that information and I sleep on my back. Right. If I sleep on my side, sleep on your back a lot. But go ahead. Go ahead, I'm listening, go, go, go I'm just going to ignore you. Um, if I sleep on my side or if I sleep on my stomach, I prop my hands under my face in a way where it's not necessarily touching my face. It's mm-hmm. more so on the side of my head by my hairline or by my ear. Okay. So if you're looking at me, you'll notice that there's at least an inch of space between my face and the mattress or the pillow because sometimes I don't even use a pillow when I sleep. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is if you're settled into your comfy position of sleep. Let's say it's on your side, um, on the left. And if you sleep in that position for, say, a period of 20 years, you're repeatedly creasing your face in the same manner night after night after night. And I believe that over a period of time, you'll look at your face and be able to tell that you sleep on, for instance, the left side, because okay. I think that you're pressing creases into your face over a period of time. So I don't allow anything to touch my face ever. And I also feel as though no matter how many times you wash your sheets or your pillowcases, mm-hmm. there's always going to exist some level of bacteria or okay. impurities. And when you sleep and you're in one position for hours a night, I feel as though those impurities are being pressed into your forehead, right. into, into your face. I got what you said. saying. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, um, I don't let my face touch anything when I sleep. Um, also, my mom taught me that, and everybody knows, you know, whenever you see anything on skincare or any directions on the back of a bottle, they tell you, apply the serum, apply the moisturizer in gentle upward circular strokes or okay. a gentle upward motion. Yes, I do that. But after I'm done doing that, I gently press the serum or the moisturizer into my skin because I feel as though that's pressing it deeper into the skin, thus making it more effective. I okay. feel as though it penetrates a little bit better.
0: So now, let me ask. So, so, so let's <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go through your process of what you do every morning. So now, when you wake up in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. You wash your face. What's the first thing you do?
1: Um. Well. The tried and true regimen that our moms and aunts probably use is cleanse, tone, moisturize. And that's great, but that doesn't allow for adequate makeup removal and it doesn't allow for exfoliation and it doesn't allow for treatment. That's a three-step process. My process is much more extensive than that because I want to tackle a lot of different things twice a day.
0: So let's so let's walk through it. So what's what's the first thing you do?
1: The first thing I do is cleanse.
0: Okay, so what do you what do you use to cleanse?
1: Okay. In the morning, clearly I'm waking up with no makeup on Uh and my skin was washed the night before. So I just use a gentle cleanser. And the cleanser that I love is by a brand called Tatcha. And I'm just going to put this out there. Nothing that we discuss today is sponsored, an endorsement or anything of that nature. These are things that we've spent our money on and purchased ourselves that I sincerely love and we're doing this just in the spirit of sharing. Now they can get this
0: stuff from Sephora, right?
1: um, Yes. Yes. Well, the brand that I use to cleanse, um, exfoliate, and soften And um, Moisturize, actually, is a brand called Tatcha. It's T-A-T-C-H-A. Okay. And they sell that at Sephora, but they don't sell the entire line. I think they sell their best-selling products Uh at Sephora, but there are certain things that I use that I had to get from tatcha.com. Okay. So... There you have it. Um, So the first thing that I do is cleanse with, it's a gentle cleanser. It's actually very new to the market. It just came out, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, And Tatcha's nice. Tatcha, the, the history behind their brand is that the person that developed it, they went to Japan to unlock the secrets of the geishas um, and geishas are known for having like beautiful, clear, pristine skin. And they were very much about wellness and beauty. Uh-huh. So the premise of the brand is that this woman went there and she did tons of research and developed a whole technology pretty much using the secrets of the geisha, if you will, as the foundation and the premise for the, um, the skincare line. Okay. And it's fantastic. I love it. So they have a gentle cleanser that I use in the morning. And then I follow it with one of my absolute favorite products. There are a few products that I will not be without. Everything that I use, I love, but they have a rice enzyme powder polish. It's and they have different ones there's about maybe four different ones mm-hmm. the one that i love is called the deep polish and it's an exfoliator you take the powder you pour a little bit into your wet hands and then you apply it to a wet your wet face you pretty much lather it up. You rub your hands together. It creates like a nice, creamy, luxurious lather and you apply it to your face in circular motions. And there are enzymes in it in it that pretty much eat up dirt, debris on the surface of your skin and it exfoliates. And when you rinse it off, not only is your skin squeaky clean, but it's super soft i look forward to using that every morning and every evening Mm -hmm. the one i use is called the deep polish and the deep polish has a few more benefits than their classic formulation they have another one called the indigo and whatnot but i found that the deep polish is great and i ordered that from tatcha.com but i think that they sell it at sephora as well So first I cleanse and then I exfoliate. Um, And if you're interested in this product, the exfoliator is not a cleanser. You must cleanse before in the evening.
0: So wait a minute. So let's let's back up. So I clean my face with this.
1: You clean. I clean my face with a deep cleanser. Then, I,
0: I, I, then my face still wet, then now I put this face, deep yeah, polish.
1: Then you put the deep polish okay, on. Okay, so deep polish. Yes, you lather it up and then you use that. You exfoliate your face. I'm going to stop right there and say, I used to use a Clarisonic. And I'm sure a lot of you either have the Clarisonic or are interested in the Clarisonic. And I think that the Clarisonic is great. Uh-huh. But I found that with my new skincare regimen, I don't need the Clarisonic anymore. For those of you that might not know, it is a an ultrasonic, I believe, a sonic or an ultrasonic brush that you turn it on and... It vibrates, if you will, right, and you use it in circular motions around your face to, cl- to deeply cleanse and to exfoliate your skin. And I used that every day for years, and I thought it was fantastic. But with the things that I use now, I don't have to use that because the products that I'm using are exfoliating my skin. Mm-hmm. And if I were to use the Clarisonic, I think it would be like drastic overkill. Okay. So I've put that on the shelf. I don't even use that anymore. So after I exfoliate in the morning, I use a mask and a lot of masks will say once or twice a week, but I use a mask every day. If you're using one mask, yes, you would use that one mask once or twice a week but I use a different mask every day that addresses a separate skincare need. So masks can provide moisturization. It can clarify your pores. It can detox. It can brighten. It can firm. It can do a host of different things. So every day I carve out time to use a different mask and I see the results. I see the results. It's difficult. I know that a lot of people don't have the time. But for me, skincare and, and my skincare process can take... 30 to 45 minutes. I'm going to explain that in a second. For me, it's my it's it's me time. Right. It's like an indulgent time for me. I set my things up beautifully on the counter. I set them up in the order that I'm going to use them so that it's easy and I don't forget anything. Mm-hmm. I have a roll of paper towels there. That's what I use to dry and blot my face. Um, In between steps, um, I have everything set up. I have my iPhone set up with my playlists or I have my YouTube channel set up and I'll play, you know, a YouTube channel or something that I can learn from or whatever. You guys
0: listen to the podcast while you're doing this?
1: Yeah, like I, I... I I make that time beneficial. Right. You know, so I have it all set up and I dedicate that time for me. Now, in between a lot of the different steps, you have to let, like for instance, when you use a serum, you have to let it sit on your face for about, say, maybe two minutes. If you use an oil, you probably want it to sit, ideally, you would want it to sit on your face for about 15 minutes. Um, So I don't just sit in the bathroom or sit at the vanity while it's penetrating my skin. I'll go and make the kids breakfast at that time during the next step I'll go and let the dog out you know during the Uh next step I'll go and pick out my clothes or lay out my clothes for what I'm going to wear for the day or something like that so I'm not just dedicating this entire time to skincare necessarily I'm making myself useful at the same time so I'll put on a mask and then I'll go downstairs and blend a smoothie or something like that so I love Peter Thomas Roth's masks. I know a lot of people like Glam Glow. And Glam Glow is great. It was wildly popular at one point. I'm sure that it still is. Uh But I like Peter Thomas Roth because he makes a host of different masks. Okay, He might make six masks that I could probably ramble off at the top of my head. I use um, a new one that just came out a few weeks ago. I think it's called the um, Hungarian Thermal Water Mask, Mm -hmm. which is great. I also use his Irish Moor mud mask, which I've used probably for two years. Love it. And I use his 24 karat gold mask. Uh-huh. Um, he also has a cucumber mask, which is like a gel mask. That's nice. But you know, um, the first three are my favorite. My new favorite mask of all masks uh-huh. is by a brand called Drunk Elephant. Um, And they're one of those breakthrough brands that are really doing great in the market right now. Um, Their products are wildly popular, as are Tatcha and a couple of other ones that I'm going to tell you about. Uh Um, But they make a mask called Baby Facial. And the Baby Facial mask is... A serious mask. It has twenty five percent. Sounds like
0: a pedophile did that one. But go ahead.
1: (laughs) Um, They have twenty five percent alpha hydroxy acids Uh and um, two percent beta hydroxy acids. And um, when you apply it to your face, it comes in a pump. When you apply it to your face, uh, how would I explain it? If burning and tingling had a baby. That's kind of how it feels. Okay. Um, And it's really because it's eating through that top layer of skin that doesn't need to be there. Burning and tingling? No, it doesn't burn. Sounds like gonorrhea. It's, it's, it's less than a burn, but more than a tingle. Okay. And I'm used to using acids and things like that on my face uh-huh. um, in my skincare routine. And this still has an effect on me. Okay. So... I don't mind it. Um, I let Madison try it one day and you're supposed to leave it on for 20 minutes. I think she might've had it on for like seven minutes and Uh she's like, oh gosh, I have to rinse this off. But when you rinse it off, it reveals as they indicate like baby soft skin. You know, it really does eat through that top layer of skin and it really reveals clear, nice, um, like fresh, fresh skin because it's like that under layer, gotcha. you know, and um, I think you can use it up to twice a week. I just use it once a week. Okay. And um, that's really nice. Um, and it addresses fine lines, brightness, like all of the things that I mentioned earlier, a lot of the products, they address a multitude of concerns. Gotcha. So, so after my mask, I do a peel every day and that sounds extreme okay. if i wasn't into skincare and someone told me that they did a peel every day like my ears would go up because that sounds serious okay. but it's not serious um appeal for lack of a better explanation to keep it quick is usually in the form of a pad that's pre-soaked with um a formula that contains a lot of acids so different peels can address different things. Um, one that is very, very popular, and I happen to know that it's one of Sephora's best-selling products store-wide, mm-hmm. is Dr. Dennis Gross Alpha and Beta Peels. Uh-huh. They have an, a universal formula, and then they also have an advanced formula, which is like extra strength. Um, I tried them and i tried it for i don't know maybe 2 weeks i personally didn't notice a significant result from them okay but people love them and every time i go into a different sephora i always ask about it and i ask for information and they always say yeah it's one of our best selling products and people use it over over the course of years so I'm saying all that to say that, you know, you can use something that's great for your skin and think that it's, you know, skincare gold and your friend might use it and think that it's horrible and it can have no effect on them. So, when it comes to developing a regimen for yourself, you have to you have to try and fail and figure out what's good for you. What's best
0: for your skin? Correct.
1: What's best for your skin? Um, so I didn't really notice a difference with that, but I would recommend for people to try it because mm-hmm. it's not so popular and people don't write rave reviews about it for nothing. It just wasn't a, it wasn't amazing for me. The peel that I like is by Peter Thomas Roth. Um, Okay. And I've been using it probably for two years. It's his Unwrinkle Peel Pads. And no, you don't have to have wrinkles to use it. I don't have wrinkles. Um, (laughs) But it, for me, it's a preventative measure. It has things like peptides in it. It has vitamins in it. It has all of these ingredients that are very effective and you swipe it over your face, you leave it on for, I believe, up to three minutes and then you rinse it off and then you move on to your next step. Uh It's very simple, very easy and it's one of those few products that when I run out Or when I stopped using it to try something else, like when I stopped using that to try the Dennis Gross pads, Uh I noticed a difference in my skin. And it was like, ugh, I have to get back to that. Gotcha. So that is one of my tried and true I love it products. Um, After that, I'm getting back to the Tatcha regimen. So. Tatcha, they recommend that you cleanse, you use the exfoliator and then you use something called an essence and then you moisturize or you use the essence, then you can use a serum and then you moisturize. so what an essence is, when I first learned about essences, I'm like, what's an essence? And is this really necessary? And then when I got a sample of it, I'm like, are you serious? It took a minute for me to understand what it was doing for my skin and to appreciate it. Um, and Tatcha is not the only brand that makes an essence. The only other two brands that I know of that makes an essence is Amore Pacific uh-huh. and another brand called SK2. And I heard both of those were great as well, but I use Tatcha. It's... um kind of like a superfood water or Mm -hmm. like a very, um, vitamin induced water Uh in a sense. Um, I think that's the easy way to explain it. So my consistent, the consistency of mine is literally like water and you take it, you pour it into the palm of your hand and then you kind of, um, apply it to your face Uh and then you press it into your skin and it softens your skin. But more importantly, it primes and preps your skin for the receival of um, your next skincare products. So you put that on and then when you use your serum next, it's kind of like um, a gateway for your your next product. So it allows your next product to penetrate more deeply and more effectively. And it really does soften my skin. After I rinse the peel off, my skin... It feels fine, but it doesn't feel like as supple and, you know, because you just rinsed acids off your skin. Right. So this puts the vitamins back in, and as soon as you press it into your skin, it feels soft and your skin kind of feels a little bit luxurious, you know? So after that, that's when I treat. And by treat, I mean. Products like serums or that are labeled as treatments. Uh-huh. So in the morning, um, I discovered a product and you actually got it for me for Christmas. I already had a bottle. I don't know if you knew mm-hmm. um, that I had been using, but you must have heard that it was a great product and you got it for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Alginist and it's like a breakthrough product. I went to Sephora twice to purchase it. And they were sold out. Uh-huh. You know, and I had to go and visit another. I had to call a few Sephora's to see who had it. And then I went in. But it's by Alginus and it's their collagen serum. Uh-huh. And at first I was a little iffy about it when I heard about it. Because I'm like, uh, can you really apply collagen topically? And will it really have an effect? And this is, let me give you a little bit of an explanation about collagen. Um, collagen, <laughs> hmm, the way I would explain it is if you if you imagine your skin to be a mattress. Uh Collagen is kind of like the springs in that mattress that provides firmness, bounce, and plumpness. Right. And as you get older, your collagen begins to break down and diminish. So people... Try to apply it topically, or you can ingest it in the form of supplements. And I would recommend that. I just started um, a collagen supplement by a brand called Reservage. I also bought their Reservatrol um, supplement, and I also bought their keratin supplement for. I'll be hair. females
0: is loving it because I know guys are like what the fuck is she talking about? But go ahead.
1: Well, you know, keratin is uh, very important for hair and nails, so. I bought that as well. So I just ordered all of that from Amazon. And um, well, I didn't just order. I ordered about a week ago and I have it now. And hopefully it's amazing. Uh So as far as like collagen, I'm trying to address it internally and externally. So with this um, serum or treatment, I think that it's great. But it's one of those things that may take a minute before I can really see results. Right. Usually if I don't see results in six weeks... I'm shelving a product okay. and I'm not using it anymore, but something like that, I think it takes time to see a result. So mm-hmm. I'm giving it a little bit more grace. Okay. Um, so I use that. And another thing that I use in the morning on top of it, and I'll just say this, I layer some people don't have the time to layer, but I layer products. I'll use one serum or one treatment, and then I'll use another one on top of it after I let it soak in for a period of time. And then after that, I'll moisturize. And
0: how much time does this beauty regimen take every day?
1: Um, I think, I didn't, I didn't say earlier, probably about 35, 45 minutes. Okay. It takes time because... I try to be thorough. I try to let everything sink in. If you read the back of a lot of these product boxes, um, it'll say allow to, you know, allow to sit on skin for two minutes before, you know, moving on to your next step. Um, If it says two, I'm going to let it sit for 10. But that's just me because, Mm -hmm. you know, they say that I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure that it really sunk in. Do you know what I mean? So that's just me. You can follow what it says on the box. But I like to. So, for instance, when I put the collagen treatment on, I leave that on for at least 10 minutes and I go do something. Then I come back and then I use Drunk Elephant's C-Firma Day Serum. And um, I really like that serum. It's a little sticky a little tacky but when you apply it um i pat it in i you know i pat it into my skin a little bit and it kind of takes away a little bit of the tackiness and then it winds up not mattering at all because then i follow it with a moisturizer okay um but the c firm a day serum does exactly what it says it's formulated to provide firmness to the skin Mm -hmm. and everybody should have a vitamin c serum in their skincare regimen like that vitamin C is an antioxidant and it's necessary when it comes to skincare. Um, and it's beneficial to apply it during the day because there are other products that are beneficial for the night that you can't apply during the day, or I would say it's best not to apply during the day. Okay. So I use the C pharma in the, in the morning. And after that, um, I follow with a moisturizer and I use Tatcha's, the silk cream moisturizer during the day. Now, moisturizer is the last step, correct? No. Okay, that <laughs> Sounds like it would be the moisturizer. Right. For some people it can. For a long time, I used to use um, Murad's, um, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was called, uh, vitamin C. It was a vitamin C moisturizer that also had SPF 30 in it. Okay. And I used that. Every day. You use that a lot. You right. would go into my bin and take that use out that, and yeah, use it. That, right. Yes. Yep. Um, so you can combine a moisturizer uh-huh. and a SPF in one step. And I did it for a long time, but I choose to do it separately. I find that when you do things separately, it's more effective. Uh-huh. So I use a moisturizer and then I'll let that sit for about 15 minutes and then I'll go on my skin afterwards with an SPF. And the one that I use right now is Clarins. And um, part of the reason why I use that is because it has a very high SPF for Mm -hmm. the skin at 50. Um, And I like that. But there are a lot of different SPFs, people can just you can see what blends nicely with your skincare regimen because SPFs have have a tendency to be a little greasy, right? Um, And you know you put it on, especially after you know all these other products, and it's like oh, I feel like my skin's oil slick. And you know, Clarins isn't necessarily greasy, but it's not very dry either. So I let that sit before Mm -hmm. I go on with my makeup. So it does it does take. A long time.
0: So that is your whole process.
1: That's my day process. Now, that,
0: now that's crazy about it. As you explaining it, you say it takes you 30 minutes to put it on. 35, 45 minutes. It just took you 30 minutes to explain it.
1: No, it did take 30 minutes. Well, I'm trying to be um, relatively Shit. thorough. And I'm trying to fight through you looking at me with that, ugh, that, that halfway bored Shit. look. That halfway, like, all right, I'm over it. Look, so you're slightly distracting as I'm trying to explain, but yeah, I mean if if someone's listening to this segment of the podcast, I'm assuming that it means that they're interested in yeah. maybe changing something in their skincare routine. Correct. So, I'm trying to be relatively um thorough. thorough without being long-winded because if you think that this took 30 minutes, it could really take an hour because with a lot of the things that I'm talking about, I know damn near the entire ingredient list. No, and I does. know what all the ingredients are formulated to do.
0: And don't get it twisted. Everybody out there listening, I know Gia was like, well, you know, there's none. you know, I don't have enough time. No, Gia finds time. Like it'll be three in the morning. We'll just get back and she won't get into bed for 35, 40 minutes because yeah. she has to wash her face every night and she has to wash her face every morning.
1: yes, so now, when it comes to the nighttime routine, uh-huh. it's um it's very similar. Um, first, you know, I don't start out with just a cleanser because I don't feel as though cleansers really remove all of your makeup efficiently enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love Tatcha's. Uh, it's called Pure. It's their Camellia. Um, you said Tatcha
0: so much we gotta get a deal with Tatcha shit
1: yeah no we're let's good. find out
0: who owns Tatcha
1: <laughs> Tatcha
0: um, you need to holla at me I'm her, I'm her agent and manager word shit um,
1: so anyway uh, I think it's called uh, it's pure it's their camellia makeup removing oil, I uh-huh. believe is the actual, um, the name of it. And it's just, and I, when I use their, when I, when I talk about their products, I can't help but use the word luxurious. I feel as though the packaging is luxurious. Like the packaging is beautiful. The bottles are beautiful. The formulations are beautiful. And I mean, it's just an oil, but it's just, it's like a silky oil uh-huh. that you apply to your skin, you apply to your eyes and, you know, you work it into to dissolve your um your eye makeup and it really dissolves like every drop of makeup. It's, it's incredible. It really is. It dissolves. It doesn't matter how much makeup you have on, if you have bronzer, blush, eyeshadow, eyeliner. The only thing that it doesn't remove easily and I haven't found anything, anything that removes this easily is waterproof mascara. Like waterproof mascara is the devil. It looks great, but when it comes time to remove it, it's like a hassle. Um, I got a, I got a free sample. What about of nut stains? Tide, Tide removes oh, nut stains. Sorry, okay, okay, just because you inquired. Okay, just, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. All right. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was saying. Actually, thanks.
0: Oh, you were saying that uh, you're on a roll today. I'm sorry, you were saying that uh, water mascara.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So I got a free sample of um, a product by Too Faced that I like. That I'm actually going to go and buy. The my sample is running out, but it's a waterproof mascara makeup remover, and it looks like a mascara wand. So you dip it into oh my gosh, you dip it into the container, and you apply it like mascara. Mm. And it's an oil, I believe. Oh my gosh, and it. Can you stop? What well, I'm excited. Go ahead. And it, it dissolves your mascara. Um, your mascara. So what I do is, that's the first thing that I use now. So I go, I use that, I use the Too Faced Mascara uh, Makeup Remover. I let that sit on my lashes while I use the Tatcha oil and I work that into the rest of the makeup on my face and it dissolves it all. It takes about like two minutes. I kind of let it sit so it can penetrate and really melt it off. And then when I rinse my face, my skin is 100% free of makeup. Okay. You know, because sometimes, you know, you use um, a cleanser and you try to take your makeup off and you still see makeup on your face, Mm -hmm. you know, or if you take a white Kleenex or something and you run it across your hairline, you run it across, you know, your eyes, you're still going to see some traces of makeup and you don't want that. So this oil prevents that. It dissolves all the makeup and it rinses and goes right down the sink. So after that, I go on with my deep polish like I do in the morning. Um, No mask in the evening. I move on to a peel. The peel that I use at night is also by Peter Thomas Roth. I just got this one about three weeks ago. I really like it. Uh I think it's called something like um, retinol PM peel, Um, and retinols are better to use in the evening. Sounds like it goes in the because retinol. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes. So retinol is um, it's better to use in the evening because it can. make you develop skin sun sensitivity uh, excuse me sun sensitivity uh-huh. so you want to use it in the evening as opposed to in the morning not to say that there I mean I have an, an eye serum that I use that has retinol in it that I can use during the day but you know the high con- the highly concentrated ones I I use them at night so anyway I use that peel um and then I treat now no 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 Then I soften and prime with my Tatcha Essence and then I treat. Now the treatment that I use in the evening is uh, probably my favorite skincare products of all time. Mm -hmm. And if you ask me why, it's because I used it one night and when I woke up in the morning, the difference was undeniable. It's by a brand called Sunday Riley. And a lot of people that, probably use sunday Riley. are like yep i know what she's about to talk about because it's just it's gotten a lot of notoriety Uh the brand in and of itself but specifically these two products um first is their luna oil and luna oil has uh i think it's called trans retinoid ester maybe um don't quote me on that but it has a form of retinol In it. And it's not just straight retinol. It's a form like maybe like a cousin of retinol, um, but it has a similar effect and it's formulated in oil. So it's called Luna Sleeping Night Oil and you apply that to your skin and Mm -hmm. it's blue. It's blue. There's a natural component of it that makes it blue, but I believe it also has some type of coloring in it, which isn't really desirable. And the way that Sunday Riley describes the reason why she did that, she said that she really only wants people to use it at night. And it being this bright color blue is like a reminder that you're only supposed to use it at night. Um, The color does dissolve away as you work it into the skin. Uh So you're not sitting there with a blue face. Um, But that's the reason why. She just wants people to understand, like, this is specifically for night. Do not use it in the morning. So that product, I mean, it just it's supposed to address damn near everything brightness fine lines clarity dullness uneven skin texture etc i mean it kind of runs the gamut as far as its benefits Uh i let that sit on my skin for about 15 minutes longer if i have the time and then i go on with her superstar product and this is not only her number one product but i think i've been told that it is the number one product in sephora period Uh and it's her, her treatment called Good Genes. And Good Genes is a lactic acid treatment that when you put it on, you feel a tingle, not a burn, but just a slight tingle. And the lactic acid treatment pretty much does all of the same things it's for clarity brightness just everything it has so many benefits and you layer them one on top of the other it seems weird that you would layer a treatment or something that's more of um, a serum texture over an oil Mm -hmm. it's it definitely came across to me as strange but it is absolutely how it is recommended by sunday riley um so that's what i do and I mean, I literally woke up the next day and my skin was glowing, clear. My pores were tight. It just, like everything about my skin, I absolutely loved okay um and then after that i go on with a moisturizer the moisturizer that i use is tatcha's ageless Moistur- moisturizer which they do not sell at sephora i had to get that from tatcha.com but it's their like supercharged moisturizer it's their best okay. moisturizer Um.
0: just quick thing how do you spell tatcha
1: T-A-T-C-H-A. Okay, for people out I spelled out it there. earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's their best moisturizer. They recommend it for either very dry skin or very mature skin. I don't have either. My skin is normal. I have normal skin. But- I like to use moisturizers in the evening that are for more mature skin because they're usually packed with more antioxidants. Um, they're usually more emollient. They usually penetrate better. Like it's to take care of skin. That's really at a deficit. So if my skin's not at a a deficit and I use that, I feel as though the benefits are going to be really great for me. So I usually use moisturizers like that at night. And right now, um, ageless is my favorite. Now, mind you people, um, a lot of these products are pricey. You uh-huh. know? I've even looked at some of them and like, wow, like balked at the price. Like, uh, yeeks. But for me, it's an investment. And, you know, your wellness and beauty is important. So if that's something that's important to you, it might be something worth, you know, saving or putting money to the side to work your way up to certain products. And if not, then, you know, Take a look. Go to Sephora.com and look up some of these products. Uh-huh. And if you scroll, you you know you can put in, say, for instance, some um, Tatcha the Salt Cream. Okay. And. Once you search it, a picture of it will pop up or, you know, Tatcha's whole line will pop up. You click on the item and then you can scroll down and it'll show you details on the product and Uh it'll say read more and then you can get more details on the product. And then there's another tab that says how to use. So you can read how to use it. Um, and then you can read reviews. And I have literally spent hours reading reviews on products just to see how other people's experiences have been. So, you know, you take a look at it and then you can also look at the ingredients the main ingredients so if for instance that product is too pricey for you at the current time you can look for alternative products that have similar ingredients Mm -hmm. and you can always ask somebody at Sephora I mean the girls there are usually so nice and helpful and they're relatively educated in you know the ingredients and the benefits and whatnot so you can always find alternatives and maybe garnish similar results okay
0: wow well, I'm sure the people are happy with your with your facial
1: one more thing. Okay. Go. I'm sorry. I forgot to I uh, just tapped on it briefly, uh-huh. but I forgot to mention um about eye care. You know, I also use an eye serum. So when I put on my skin serum my face serum, I use an eye serum as well. And then when I put on my moisturizer, I put on an eye cream as well. Um, so right now I'm using Dr. Dennis Gross's, um, I think it's his retinol and ferulic acid eye serum, which is nice. And I'm using an eye cream by Belief. And I think it's their Pete eye cream. It comes in a green container. Um, and this product is friggin' fantastic. So let me just not end before I tell them about this. It's by Peter Thomas Roth, mm-hmm. and it's their 24 karat gold eye gel masks. Like gel eye masks, I think they're called. Um, it comes in a gold container. Mm-hmm. You got it for me for Christmas. Uh-huh. Do you know you know what I'm talking about?
0: No. I just got a bunch of shit that, that was the best shit so <laughs> <as> far.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. When you talk about like measurable results, if you have um, any under eye concerns, I'm not really sure if it treats. I know it's supposed to treat dark, dark, dark circles, but I can't testify to that because I don't really have dark circles, but. It's a gold gel mask that you put under your eyes. Um, It's like kind of soaking in in a serum, if you will, like a clear gel serum type thing. You put it under your eyes and you let it sit for maybe 20 minutes. When you peel that gel mask off of your under eye area, Uh the skin under your eye is well, the skin under my eye is damn near like porcelain. Mm-hmm. I mean smooth like and I don't really have fine lines yet, but those little creases just from friggin' having eyes like right. they are just it, it's so taut and it's really, really, really nice. Um, if you can, and I think that they would probably give you a sample at Sephora and put it in one of those little bags or whatever or use it right there in the store. I mean, I, I think that it's fantastic. So I use that. I put that on and then I put the 24 karat gold um, mask on the rest of my face. Uh-huh. And then when I rinse everything off, well, I don't rinse, rinse off the serum left behind by the gel mask, but when I rinse the rest of my face, I mean, it's just, it's really, really great. So wow. anyway, That's if you lot. guys use any of these products currently, um, leave a comment when I post, um, when I post, uh, the, the promo for this podcast. And if you choose to later on get any of these, let me know how it worked out for you. Let yeah, me know. You could
0: always hit gear in the DM or you can always email us the Casey crew at gmail.com. That's T H E E Casey crew at gmail.com. And I think what you should do, um, in the future is you should YouTube yourself, Doing the process, the 30 minute process, washing your face, and this, that and the other, where you're like, well, people can see how you're actually doing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I cut this short, you know, for you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but this is kind of like in a nutshell. I mean, that might be a good idea. I've watched some um, YouTube videos with, um, you know, people talking about their skincare skincare routine and whatnot, and I enjoyed them. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something I'll do in the well, future. I think that'd be dope.
0: Well, yeah. I'm sure people are happy. We know you
1: won't tune in for the what. You won't be a subscriber
0: for the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, depends what you wear. Uh huh. All right. Well, um, I'm sure people are happy that you told them how, and they can always hit you up if they have any other questions. And don't forget, we're doing a live show, all right? We did it last year. We sold out two shows. This year, we're only doing one show. So get your tickets fast. It will sell out. Um, It's at the Highline Ballroom. And get your tickets now. You can go to HighlineBallroom.com. Get your tickets. It's one show. It's February 19th. It's President's Day, so there's no work or school on that day. And come on out. We'll have a good time. We'll have dinner. We'll have some drinks. And we'll shoot the shit, and we'll talk relationship.
1: Sounds good to me.
0: All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. This is a long-ass podcast.
1: Really? How long enjoy do you think it, it is?
0: Uh, this is about an hour and 30, hour and 40. Yeah. Hour okay. thirty minutes. Alright, well, I'm DJ M B.
1: And I'm Gia Casey. And that's
0: another edition of the Casey Crew.
1: Toodles, beautiful people.